Welcome back to the About That Water podcast show number 31, joining two households with my wife, Lindsay. If you're new to this show, my name is Anthony and I'm your host. I usually go through the history, money strategies, and also the features of finances or the person that I'm actually interviewing. Now, this particular episode I chose to have at the end of the year because this is actually with my wife. We're actually wrapping up the new this year and getting ready for the new year. And one of the things I really wanted to talk about was how we met, what strategies that we used to combine our households, and also what did we do uh, when things got crazy and we actually had to uh, just take our plan and move it into action. So we did not get into talking about kids. We will do that in the future because we do not have kids and do not plan on having kids, but that is a whole topic for another day. So um, keep in mind that this is something that we decided to do on do ourselves and also something that we kind of, we don't really recommend on everybody else, but you know, you have to figure out what's good for you, what's good for you and your spouse and understand that finances is not the end all be all. If you love someone, take the time out, go to the courthouse, just get married. It's under a hundred dollars across the United States. I mean, you can just look across and the average uh, wedding within 2017, 2019, according to the NOT study, was $33,000, the average for a wedding. That's crazy. So if you look at it, $33,000, yes, that sounds astronomical, but if you plan out and you can actually have a $33,000 wedding, also this includes the engagement ring. So this is something that can be done. I do have links in the show notes to talk about this and also the study from the knot that you can actually go and check out for yourself. Keep in mind that the ring, it's not all that important. What really important is how you feel about each other. If someone is all upset about the ring, that can always be upgraded. This is not the end all be all. You know, do what you have. Uh, and honestly, I share in my story that I didn't even have a ring. So I'm, I'm going to stop talking about it. Really, enjoy the show, listen, take some notes, and let me know what you think about it. I will be slowly upgrading the website at aboutthatwallet.com. So if you are following and you just want to leave a comment or so just for this particular episode, you'll be able to find it on aboutthatwallet.com, I think, slash post slash episode 31. Hope you all enjoy the rest of your day. And let's get to it. Welcome, baby, to the About That Water podcast show. Thanks for having me back. No problem. So today, the reason why I brought you on is because I figured it would be a good way to end the year and go and talk about our financial history on how we met and dating and kind of where we are today. Sounds good? Sounds good. (laughs) So do you want me to tell the story how we met or you want to go first? 
I thought there was going to be more of an intro than this. There's not much of an intro. Okay. Um, I mean, well, yes, I guess... my my beautiful baby, my wife, <laughs> my darling. I didn't mean like you like... had to face me. I just thought there was going to be more of an intro to the podcast than that. But if we're diving right in, um, how we met, Tinder. <laughs> yeah two, that is true two swipes right um and then when we met in person the first time we met in a public place during the day a public Lady, place ladies this is important um uh low cost at a park and we took a walk and we talked and the rest as they say is history well i'm glad that you went very high level <laughs> on that yeah but like how much is there to get into from a financial standpoint uh, quite a bit meeting story okay well then i guess you should tell it well then um i mean we met well, once we said we wanted to meet in person, I decided that we should go to a park because in case things didn't work out for me, and this is just me talking, is that I could continue to run around in the park if things didn't work out. And I guess you got to easily just walk back to the car because, you know, didn't have to spend any money. Um, being as though that I didn't have any finances <laughs> and very low income and pretty much broke and uh, yeah so that's why I decided to park because it was a lot easier you didn't change your mind or say hey let's go to some place to eat or anything well because I needed an out as well but was money the reason why you chose a park that was so much closer to where you lived than to where I lived. Yes, less money and gas. and. But if that was the case, then, because I remember you specifically asking me, like, where I lived, and you were like, oh, we should pick somewhere midway, and then come to find out it was not midway. <laughs> it was much closer to you than it was to me. So well, yeah, if that was true. the case, then... Should have said that instead of trying to do the midway charade. I was trying my best to, uh, you know, accommodate, you know, trying to meet you where you at a little bit. But not very much. No, not much. <laughs> <laughs> so, coming from our, our separate backgrounds, do you think? Um, just looking back at how we met, do you think it was kind of the best way? Um, our separate backgrounds in terms of like finances or our separate backgrounds, just life in general? Uh, from the finances. Yeah, I mean, I had been on first dates before and that's the way I prefer to do it, meet in the public place low to no cost so no one is invested in anything except for time mm -hmm. 
end with an easy out. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'll say it's, um, I mean, in coming up just dating, I'll say this was probably the the best date <laughs> because it was like outside and it was simple. And it was just easy to get to know you without too much distractions. As far as like if we were in a restaurant, you always had that person coming in and asking you, did you finish that yet? stuff like that or realistically it was easier for you to tell me about yourself without any distractions yeah that's true i did come out the the gate with everything yeah i thought you were gonna talk about that (laughs) because a lot of what you coming out the gate with was financial okay so if guys if you're listening uh you can take notes if you're still out there dating. Um, or not. Or not because dating. It is, <laughs> because it is a risky approach that he took. Yes. So what I did when we started walking, I just came out and said, well, I have financial debt. Um, I don't have much money. I have a lot of credit card debt that I'm actually planning on paying off. I have student loan debt and that, you know, going on dates and stuff like that as often will not happen. Um, so you didn't say that. Bob Parkley, it was. I mean, you didn't say like dates are off the table. It'll be limited dates. You didn't even say that. What? Then what I say? You said all this stuff about your debt and your mm-hmm. and you, that you had a plan to pay it off. Um, you didn't say anything like, oh, we can't go out because of it, or we can't, we can't go out a lot because of it. And even if you had said it, it ended up not being true because we did go out a lot (laughs) (laughs) to places that required money. But it was like once a week, if that. That's not a lot? Compared to some things, no. Well, a lot of it had to be once a week because we, you lived near your job. Mm-hmm. I lived near my job and you lived in Woodlawn and I lived in Greenbelt. Yeah. So weekends just had to be it anyway. So once, once a week was like every time we saw each other. So it was pretty consistent, especially the first couple of months. We were always doing something. Yeah, we actually had good times. I mean, and plus there was a lot of stuff going on because we met in the fall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then as, you know, a lot of people like to meet together and I have a lot of friends, so circles of friends and they're always doing something. Yeah. And you were always like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, why not? Yeah, that's true. So financially... But yeah, that was a risky approach. Yes. (laughs) But I guess from my point of view, I wasn't expecting us to get, or I wasn't expecting you to get into your financial situation at all. Um, But it wasn't off-putting to me because number one, it 
I don't know, it just wasn't off-putting. And then also you had a plan. Like if you had just come out and said, I have a lot of debt, but you were okay with it, then that would be, I, I would have probably had a very different reaction. But because you said, I have this plan to pay this off by this date, and I have this plan to pay this off by that date. And I was like, okay, well, his attitude toward debt and toward money is similar to mine. So even though you had a lot of debt and I didn't have any, um, we're both working toward the same goal, which is, you know, being debt-free and living within your means or whatever. So that's how I looked at it. So even though it was pretty risky, um, you having debt wasn't a deal breaker to me or you like not making a lot of money wasn't a deal breaker to me, but the attitude that you had toward managing your money and actually satisfying your debts is, is what made it okay. Although I guess it would have been okay anyway, but it was nice to get that out of the way so I could see up front what your money attitudes were instead of finding it out, you know, months down the road or years down the road and then finding up finding out that we are not compatible that way. Yeah. Um, and that was my goal in the very beginning was to tell you everything that's going up front with me and that, you know, if you don't like who I am with what I have, then it's just not going to work out. And then also it was to kind of see how to start the financial conversations early and see where your mindset was at with when it comes to finances. And then when obviously I took the lead on talking about finances and and you told me that you were debt-free and that at this point it was just saving it was actually uh, a relief to actually meet somebody that was um, financially not really financially secure but understanding how to manage your finances and that was uh, that was pretty good now if I recall I didn't tell you that the first day I think I was doing a lot of listening to you the first day but it came up in a series of text messages in the next couple of weeks, I think. We were just talking about life in general and kind of what motivates us. And what I think you asked me, like, what gets you out of bed in the morning or something like that. Um, and somehow I was, I think I came around to saying that, like, I was pretty pleased with my life and I had things together and you were like well what does that what do you mean by by having your things together and I said um I'm able to I was like I don't make a lot of money but I'm able to save and I don't have any debt um I had just bought a car at that point um yeah because you and I met in September I bought the car in June so I had a car loan at the time but um it was well within my budget and I was, I was already making extra payments on it. 
so I was just saying like I felt like everything was okay in my life and I didn't really aside from the career stuff that I was trying to do at the time um I didn't really have any complaints really but I definitely did not tell you all that the first day well not all the extra about the car stuff no I didn't tell you about the car I don't think I told you about the debt either Although you say you went to school for free, something like that. I don't or think I said way. that. Not the first day. It must have been me just rambling off that day. <laughs> it, <was. laughs> it it truly was. Okay. Well, my listening skills have changed a little bit since well, we've been together since twenty well, we met in twenty sixteen. Then shortly proposed, I proposed in 2017. And when it came to the proposal, what were your thoughts like when that happened? Um, I was kind of surprised because we, in my mind, we had already agreed that we were going to get married. So I wasn't expecting a proposal like a will you marry me because we had already talked about it and we both agreed that we saw ourselves going in that direction um but I guess the the actual like will you marry me made it formal or like we were formally engaged I guess um and then also kind of started the clock on like okay well when do we want to get married and where are we going to live and um think like how do we go about combining our households and and things like that but um yeah number one I didn't expect it to come so quickly but I guess why shouldn't I have if we had already been talking about it um and then number two um, I guess it's worth bringing up since, since you just told everyone that you told me you didn't have a whole lot of spare money. Mm -hmm. Um, you didn't propose with a ring. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, that wasn't anything that was very important to me. Um, I did eventually get an engagement ring that I picked out and that was affordable so, um, but yeah, that was not really an issue to me, like the jewelry aspect of it. Yeah, and that was surprising because even when I told uh, a couple of my friends that I proposed without hardware, they was like, you didn't get a ring? I was like, no, should you always have a ring? <laughs> and then I think it was like a few months passed before I even got a ring yeah it was about six months because you proposed in February and I got the ring in August yeah but I actually at first was like I'm okay with not having a ring mm -hmm. and um then I think after a couple of months I was like you know I think I would like a ring and then I started researching like because I am not a big jewelry person I'm especially not a big jewelry on my fingers and wrists person. Um, so I had no idea what the different cuts were or 
what looked best on my finger or anything like that. So I ended up picking something and then we actually went to a jewelry store to try it, try on the cut and then ordered something cheaper elsewhere. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it was definitely nice to like have that symbol of our engagement. Um, But it wasn't like, I wasn't going to say no because you didn't have a ring. Especially because in my mind, I had already said yes. Like we had already agreed, like, yes, we are. We are going to, like, we are together. We are committed. We are getting married. But we hadn't really um, talked about the logistics of that yet. Yeah. And the the proposal is what, what started that conversation. Yeah, and it kind of helped out um, understanding that you didn't fancy jewelry that way to allow me to save up a few dollars to uh <laughs> to get some bills out the way to to pay for the ring mm-hmm. and thinking about it now that I think that was probably the best choice was to wait and just kind of the the delayed gratification of just a piece of hardware um and seeing as though a lot of people usually fight or not really fight a lot of the guys just kind of like just suck it up the price of the ring because like well the wife wants this and blah 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 but what if things don't work out and I always think of it as what if you decide to lose the ring what happens then then you gotta wind up buying another expensive ring um, then the insurance and everything like that versus if it's reasonably priced you can just buy multiple rings <laughs> Well, and furthermore, um, I would imagine that saving up for a ring that's relatively expensive to have when you propose would also postpone a proposal. So if it's really about like getting your life started or, you know, beginning the process of saying we are, we are committing to each other, we are going to get married, this is the path we want to go down. I don't think that um, a ring should be the be-all, end-all of when that process starts. Yeah, I agree. Um, Yeah, I didn't even think about it that way from the preparation process for all this. And then also if you get like a venue and then got paid for the dinner and the catering and all this stuff that... Not really the catering, but to run out the space just for the proposal. Yeah, but that's assuming that you're doing a public proposal. Yeah, that's true. You know, I'm not that kind of (laughs) person. This is why it's important to have those conversations early. (laughs) Well, or at the very least, know who it is you're proposing to. Because I don't think we had a conversation about whether I would be okay with a public proposal. But having spent so much time together and gotten to know me um i think by the time you proposed you picked up that i'm a pretty private person i don't like a lot of attention on me especially not in public so like a public proposal would have been horrible and a waste of money yeah yeah so it's just like why why bother 
Yeah. And for those who are listening and wondering, how did I propose? I just kind of rolled over and said, will you marry me in bed? I was going to leave that part out, but since you brought it up, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, just to give them the full picture of like, it's not that I'm a cheapskate. It's just understanding that you enjoy things in private settings and I didn't do the one knee thing or pretty much <laughs> it's just like one morning. Hey. <laughs> yeah, but like, why that morning? Because it was the day after Valentine's Day, everyone, February 15th, um, very early in the morning because I was getting up to drive back down to College Park from Baltimore County to go to work. So, like, why not wait until, I don't know, we were having dinner at one of our apartments or, or we're both fully awake <laughs> at least <laughs> uh it was something that's been i've been thinking about for some time and then i just figured you know why not now that's fair no no is it okay so when it came down to i mean i'm gonna just just go full all in baby um talking about the reception in the wedding like how we planned that Mm-hmm. So, um, financially, I mean, we already thought about doing a courthouse wedding. And then we were just going to do the reception afterwards. Now, I can't remember if we were planning on doing that the same day or did we plan on doing that separate days? I think we talked about doing it the same day. Um, but because we wanted to actually have an event that people could attend for the reception because we understood that not everybody was going to be able to make it to the courthouse on the weekday. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's when we landed on we'll um, get married um, in a civil ceremony. I think originally our plan was we'll get married like on a Wednesday or Thursday and then have our reception the following Saturday. Mm -hmm. I think that was the original plan Yes. so yep. that people can celebrate. And then at the actual ceremony, we had only planned to have our immediate families. So like my parents, your parents, your siblings, and that's it. And then at the reception, then we have our extended family, friends, etc. So I think that's what we had settled on. And we also spent a lot of time researching which county to get married in in Maryland because the cost of a marriage license varies from county to county. Also at the time we were living separately in two different counties, you in Baltimore, me in Prince George's. And we were trying to think of a county that, a county that had its courthouse kind of like midway between us because I think Baltimore County's courthouse is closer to where you were staying right yes and then prince george's county's courthouse is way in the south of the county nowhere near where i was living so we were thinking of maybe doing the montgomery county or anne arundel county courthouse so we could have like a like a 
Yeah. Yeah. For, for my family in DC and then your family in, in Baltimore. Then like in the process of researching that, that's when we found out that each county had varying prices for (laughs) their marriage license, which I thought was interesting. Um, So yeah, that is what we planned. And also we were in the process of that, trying to figure out where we were going to live because yes. like I said, at the time you were living and working in Baltimore County, three miles away from your job. Mm-hmm. I was living and working in Prince George's County, five miles away from Mars from my job. Yeah. So we both have very short commutes and we were thinking that we would both be working the same jobs when we got married. So we, I don't think we really ever got to settling on a midpoint place for where we were going to live. But I think we were thinking about like a Columbia or Laurel or something like that. Yes. Yep. But then um, when you got a job in DC, that kind of settled things and it just made more sense for you to move down here with me where I already had an affordable apartment we were already engaged we were planning a wedding so i think we ended up living together for six months officially it was like four months because your your name didn't go on my lease until december of 2017 right yeah because i had um, to cancel my uh, right I was living. So we were like officially living together for, I guess, four or five months before we got married. But your job started in October. So you were staying with me for longer. So when it came to me moving in, um, mm-hmm. and I want to thank you again for allowing me to not pay rent at the time because I was still paying my rent at my prior apartment mm-hmm. and actually um, allowed me to save up an extra payment so I can break my lease. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank you for that. Because Do we um, want to talk about exactly what the agreement was? Sure. After Might we watched well. Judge Judy and no. some paperwork <laughs> that you only responsible for this and I'm responsible for that. I was like, go ahead. That's very important. I don't know why you're making light of it. Um, (laughs) It's good, it's good. But yeah, our agreement was, so as Anthony has said, he was paying off some debt and he didn't make that much money. I mean, he actually made more money than me, but he also had more debt than me and more expenses than me. So his disposable income was was a little less. So our agreement was that... He would move in with me. Like I said, I put his name on the lease starting December 1st of 2017. And I would pay December's rent and January's rent. You're listening to the About That Wallet podcast. We'll be right back after these messages. If you are enjoying this episode or finding anything useful, please consider leaving a review on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere on the internet. 
It is one of the best ways you can help new listeners find me, such as yourself. You can always support this podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash about that wallet or anchor.fm forward slash about that wallet. On my own, and he would just pay for, I think you were just paying for groceries. Yes, that's what I was paying for. Yeah. And then as far as like utilities, um, at the time, my apartment had um, utilities included. So we weren't paying direct, we weren't paying Pepco or WSSC directly. So really it was just um, internet. So I was paying rent and internet for December 2017 and January 2018. And that was so that Anthony could recoup the money he had to lay out to break his lease, which I think was like two months rent. Yes. Yep. It was two months. Yeah. And so get kind of like back on the footing where he was before breaking his lease. And then what we started doing in February of 2018 was splitting the rent and the internet. And then when we did that, um, it ended up being like, a gain for both of us because I only had to pay half of my rent and Anthony only had to pay what ended up being the equivalent of like two thirds yeah, your rent. Yeah. So we were both saving money. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it worked out pretty well. Yeah, but and not also, only... Oh, go ahead. But also, like I was saying, we have similar attitudes toward money. So making that switch um, wasn't as difficult as it would be if we had to have the whole conversation of how do you pay your bills and whatever else right before we, we made that decision. Yeah, and the main reason while we stayed separate for so long, even after after the proposal, and the reason why I even moved in in the first place was because we were planning to get married. Um, if we wasn't planning to get married, I would never have moved in. Um, and I would never have let you. True. I mean, we would never have came to that agreement of such things. And I did ask you if it was okay. Yeah, I would have never suggested that you move in if we weren't already engaged at all um but you were actually talking about getting like your own separate apartment down in this area without taking into account that you were not going to find an apartment (laughs) of the same quality for the same price in in this DC metro area as compared to the Baltimore area. Yeah. And the apartment that I had was kind of an outlier in that um, the utilities were included. It was relatively cheap. Um, it was an, it was a nice apartment, top floor. Um, but if I had been renting a similar apartment from like a management company, I probably would have been paying maybe two to $300 more than I was. So. Wow. And we made it work. Yay. 
So um, now that we've have already talked about being moved in, we've already discussed getting to uh, the next phases in our lives as far as work. Um, then came life happens and we weren't both, we were already prepared because we planned out a lot of things, but life happens and we had to move up our wedding day by what, six or seven months? Yeah, six months. And because of that, and we got married earlier uh, than we expected. And because of that, it still didn't break our financial uh, setting, which was far as the marriage license, which was still under 60 bucks, or was it $70? It was 55. Okay, so under, so under $60 and able to get married because for one, um, and we were able to get our immediate family together uh, in such a short period of time. We got married and, but prior to the year we got married, we were actually looking at venues to have the reception and the reception had happened around the, um, I think we wanted to do that later in the year in October. So once we found a venue that was reasonably priced, I say that lightly because it was a lot of things that I was looking into um, and I was doing a lot of the driving around to different places because I have flexible days at my job versus uh, where you worked at, You're, you were working mainly at home. Well, not at home, you're working at your job more so and didn't have as much free time as I did. So while you're out or even on travel, I was going to different venues to kind of see what the price point was. And I think our price point, we're trying to keep everything under, uh, I think it was like 5,000 or 6,000. We're trying to keep everything under that price range. And it's a lot, it's not too many places around here that are under that, that price point that does all the catering, does all the setup, does all the cleanup. Because some of the things that, you know, you don't think about until you're actually in the muck of it all and learning that this is something that um, you actually have to price out. So when it came to the actual venue, I think we settled on a place that was about 4000 total, right? I think it was 6000 6000 because total. Yeah, because we had we had looked or you had looked at other places um i would say the first thing also we still were trying to make sure that the place was a uh, i think we gave up on the midway idea because um i really wanted my grandmother to be there and my grandmother couldn't really do longer car rides anymore so we ended up settling on a place in Greenbelt that was a little more expensive than we originally wanted, but they did everything we wanted them to do. They did the catering, they did the cleanup, they did the 
planning. We didn't have to bring in our own planner. In fact, I think they did everything except for the photography. Yep. No. Well, they had a photographer and a DJ, but it was a little bit more pricier than. Right. And also, um, I kind of wanted to pick out my own DJ. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, it ended up being 6000 because I remember our first deposit was 2000 and then another one was 2000 and then we had to pay the remaining 2000 yeah so yeah but also we weren't interested in having a whole lot of people at the reception i think we were intending to have 75 people Mm -hmm. and what like 40 people showed up 65 i think i counted 60 60 something people showed up yeah so like the majority just not everybody um but that's a risky run with any event like people get sick people flake Mm -hmm. um so that's just part of event planning but yeah we ended up finding a place that met all of our qualifications it had free and open parking that was another thing that i wanted Yes, that, that I was concerned about. I didn't want people to have to worry about like finding a garage or figuring out how to park on the street or dealing with parking ordinances that you know may or may not be clearly posted, and the people end up with tickets. Um. So yeah. Yeah, and so everything went off with the hitch, which was great. That we try to keep. I think we calculated it but just this year, right? Or last year of how much that we actually spent for our reception altogether, including our clothes, my my suit that had to be re-altered because I lost so much weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we came to around, what, 10,000 total? Yeah. And that's also including my hair, my makeup, my dress, my shoes, um, the venue, it also included um, favors, save the dates, invitations. Oh. Um, what else? Obviously, like your suit, like you said, your shoes, your haircut, your tie, your pocket square. Mm-hmm. Um, my bouquet. Um the marriage license itself because why are we having yeah we had that (laughs) if not for (laughs) the marriage our rings Mm -hmm. oh yeah speaking of the rings yeah i got a good deal on our rings yeah and then i didn't even wind up wearing the ring (laughs) that we got married in because it was so small and then i just wound up buying like three other replacements well, I think what happened was the first one was too small. Like you could get it on, but you couldn't get it off. Right. Um, <laughs> and then you got one that was the size up and then you thought you lost that one. And then you got one to replace that one. Mm-hmm. And then you found the, the one you thought you lost. <laughs> Yeah, and this is the reason why it's good to have them inexpensive so you can <laughs> get so many. Because I haven't worn rings in a while, so. Me either. 
Yeah. And I don't even think we wear them now unless we're going out together. And even then, it's a toss up. Yeah, that's true. So I guess <laughs> I guess we're horrible with this thing, aren't we? Who are we who are we trying to convince? Yeah, that's true. I know yeah. we're married. You know we're married. Yeah. And we both trust each other. I mean, that's the ultimate thing through this whole process. When on top of that, like, I'm not going anywhere right now. It's not just wearing a ring for myself in the house. I mean, I guess some people do that, but. Yeah, as long as you know where it's at. Yeah, I do. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's on the dresser. Okay. It's where I left it on the last day I actually went to work. Because <laughs> I was wearing it when I went to work. Now, this is the engagement ring or the actual wedding band? The wedding band. I haven't okay. worn the engagement ring in a while. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is another reason why I wasn't concerned about having one or having it be of a certain value because I know me and I'm not, I'm not a ring person. Yeah. I like the way they look on my hand. Do I actually feel like dealing with it all day? No, not usually. But I was because I was like, oh, well, I'm married, going to work. They put on my wedding band and my watch. And, and then you lose the wedding band and then I go buy like three more of those. I didn't lose <laughs> the wedding band. What happened you, to lost, you lost your wedding band. And why we got like six wedding bands for you then? Oh, that's right. You wanted different colors. You bought me three to begin with. Mm -hmm. One gold, one silver, one rose gold. Right. And then I think one year for Christmas, I wanted one that fit better with my engagement ring, which has a thin square band, whereas the bands that you originally got me were thicker and rounded. So by my count, I only have four. I think okay. at this point, you have more wedding bands than I do. Yes, because you bought me a set of rubber bands. Silicon. Silicon bands. Rubber Furthermore, bands. you said you wanted them. Yes, I did. And you got them. Yes, I did. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't expect you to get them. You don't expect me to get anything. No, because I don't ask for much. But you talk about wanting a lot and then are surprised that I'm listening to you. Yeah, I have a lot of wants, but I don't really need them. Well, that's what gifts are supposed to be, what you want. Yeah, good thing Christmas is tomorrow. I get to see what my presents are. Indeed. <laughs> anyway, back to this show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we had the, the wedding... The reception went off pretty well. I actually think it went off great. The photos came back pretty nicely. Mm -hmm. um, so what did what did you think? What were your thoughts of the, uh, the reception? I thought it was nice. Um, everyone said the food was good. And my main concern was that there would be good food and good music. So now that we are married... Oh, wait, can we go oh, back go a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Did we want to talk about why we got married six months sooner than we planned? Because I think that's relevant. Yeah, let's go for it. So um, 
we had planned to get married in October, like we said. However, we ended up getting married in April because my dad was sick and um, I didn't know whether he was going to make it to October. So we ended up getting married in the hospital where my dad was. So we didn't get to do the courthouse wedding exactly. Um, but in Maryland, you, when you buy your marriage license, you have to hold it for three days before you can actually get married. So in that three days, I was um, looking for somebody who could marry us because at the courthouse, you can just show up at given times and have somebody perform a civil ceremony for you for a fee. However, because I needed somebody to come to the hospital and do it, um, that presented a little bit of a challenge. Fortunately though, um, one, of, one of our family's friends is a pastor and my mom contacted her and she agreed to do it. It was actually on a, like we got married on a Monday. Actually we got married on Easter Monday um, and she agreed to do it, no charge. And that was really nice of her. Um, and it was also nice to be married by somebody that I knew at least. Um, so ultimately us getting married, reception aside, only cost us the cost of the marriage license and the cost of the wedding bands because the hospital let us use their chapel for free um, and they actually um, set aside set it aside for us from like 3 p.m to 4 p.m that day and like put a sign out so no one would come in and everybody in the hospital was actually not everybody but the people who knew about it in the hospital seemed pretty excited about it because I don't think very many people get married in hospitals <laughs> but uh, the people who were running the chapel came came up with like some cloth flowers for yes. me yeah, which was nice um although my mother had already had that covered she showed up with a, a bouquet but i thought that it was really nice and i appreciated that they kind of went out of their way to make it make it festive and then um we just all went out to dinner afterward now there ended up being more people than just our immediate families there. Um, part of that was because, you know, some relatives were in the area to see my dad, but I would say there were still only, including us, maybe what, like 14 people in the room? Mm, yeah, if you include the, the pastor and her and yeah. husband and stuff like that, yeah. And I am. Yeah. So yeah, the actual, act of getting married didn't cost us much. Um, my question for you is, had we not already put our deposit down for our reception, because we put the deposit down in February yes. and then we got married, we put the deposit down in February with the intention of getting married in October. Mm -hmm. And then we got married in April. Had we not already had we not been the planners that we are and put the deposit down <laughs> eight months in advance, do you think we still would have had the reception? 
speculate away. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to talk through my thought process because, um, well, if we had gotten married without planning the reception, then I think we will probably have waited at least a year before we actually did a reception, if we want to do one at all. Um, but ultimately, I think we would have just been fine just having an intermediate um, wedding and just called it a day. Yeah. Because we didn't need anything from like, um, you know, like how most people need like wedding guests because they're going into a new space and blah, blah, blah. We didn't need anything. So when it comes to like wedding gifts, it's like, well, just for you showing up was, was nice for all the guests, but they all wanted to bring stuff. So, um, but ultimately, probably not. I think I'd have been fine. What about you? That was a strange year. Yeah, um, it was. But assuming that my dad was well and was and made it to October well actually had my dad been well we would have never gotten married in April in the first place Correct. we would have gotten married in October like we planned to um so if we had not already planned and put down money for the venue that we were going to use in October and everything happened as it did and we had to move the getting married up to April. I don't think that I would have had the energy to go through with all of the reception stuff um, because in addition to um, getting married a month after that, my father died. And then that's a whole other set of responsibilities, planning the funeral, um, disposing of the body, um, dealing with my father's estate, um, acting as the estate's personal representative. Um, all of that was a lot. And then on top of that, we still were planning <laughs> yeah, for our reception and we yeah. had to, we were doing tastings and we were talking about tablecloth linens, which are things that in the big scheme of things don't really matter, especially in the, in the aftermath of losing a close relative. Right. Um, so had we not already put our first third deposit down, I don't think I, I think I would have been fine not doing it. And I think even the following year, I probably would have been okay not having a reception. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking. Like the longer it's been out, it's like, yeah, we already married at this point. Like, yeah, what are we really celebrating here? So, if you were there, you were there. If you weren't, you weren't. Right. And um, and that's the reason why I said, like, you know, maybe a year out, but knowing us, we would probably say, man. And we already had what five or six other weddings that we went to that year, anyway. Mm -hmm. Um. So navigating all that stuff at the same time. Um, it's quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a busy year. Very. Yeah, I mean financially, it was at least on my end because I was in those weddings. Yeah. 
Um, and so I had to buy my uh, tux or clothing uh, for each wedding, um, except for the for the first one that year. Right. I just had then you had to pay to get to Houston. Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Had to pay to get to Houston, had to pay for the hotel. And everything else was taken care of though from that point. Mm -hmm. And food and whatever outings that we did. So I paid for that. Um, And the rental car because you can't really walk in Houston. Houston is a big spread out city. Yeah, it is. Um, I think that was the only one we traveled for for a wedding. Yeah, it is. Um, Out of state anyway. And then um, yeah, so going to different weddings and seeing how everybody else had their setup, um, it was just kind of ours was the most low-key and more intimate, I would say, than everybody else's. Um, And just kind of reflecting on it, just from, I know this isn't financially uh, stated, but it just kind of gets you to think of what does it take I mean, what is really the celebration of this wedding? Are you really celebrating for you or are you trying to celebrate it and show off to, you know, friends and family um, versus just your immediate family, you know? Because I think we talked about this as um, recently that weddings used to happen in people's living rooms. And I was thinking like, why not just have it in the backyard (laughs) of somebody's house? Um, and you brought it to my, uh, to the forefront that that's the way how it used to happen. Um, and we were just trying to think of when did it start to shift to this whole big, like you had to get the venue, you had to have the limousine, you had to have all this extra stuff. Um, did we ever decide on when it happened? I think we just kind of gave up after that conversation. I think, uh, I think if I had to guess it was. 80s like mid to late 80s when the shift began to happen and then by 90s and 2000s it's full-blown to what we see now I mean that's of course not taking into account like people of other cultures for whom weddings are have always been a big thing like Indians for example and Nigerians, I would imagine, um, but like just within American culture, it seems like there's been a, a big shift from like, okay, you're getting married, here are the steps you need to take, here's where you need to be, wear your nicest clothes and <laughs> let's get it over with, to like weddings becoming events. Yeah, speaking of nice clothes. <laughs> Because on our wedding, like, my shirt was so small. The sleeves were. He brings that up a lot. Yeah, because it was. Yeah, but, like, you put it on. You didn't know where you left the house? When I put it on and it was, like, the last one, and I was, like, the one that I really enjoy wearing had the proper sleeve length, um, that one wasn't available. So, and, and you made no plans in the three days <laughs> that you had to remedy that. No, I didn't. 
so but besides my sleeves being short and it was just we just wore whatever we had in the closet <laughs> that day so it wasn't like we spent any anything additional for the actual wedding day i think all of our like clothing and everything like that happened for the reception Right. Make no mistake, though, like on our wedding day, like before our wedding day, I was considering buying a dress for the day, especially because the hospital that my dad was in was right next to um, Annapolis Mall. So I was going to go in, in Lord and Taylor and just look around and see what I could see. But ultimately, I didn't have time to do that. So I just... I actually, yeah, I wore a dress I already had and shoes that I already had. Yeah. Came out all right. You did. You look nice. Thank you. So, yeah. Um, So when it comes, again, back to the wedding, it doesn't have to be expensive. A lot of people make it expensive. Um, Yeah, but if that's that's where your priorities are. For the one day, and then it doesn't last. I mean, some people go all out on there one day and it does last. Yeah, that's true. I think statistically, the weddings shouldn't be more than, what, 50% of your income? I mean, that's really a lot. Yeah. But I mean, that's what some people go, I think, what, spend like 10 Gs or more just for their wedding. And, but because they spend it so much, they actually go into debt for it i mean we spent 10 g's but it was like we planned so far out in advance it was easy for us to just kind of save up and pay um yeah i don't know it's just kind of weird of how the weddings work out all right so we moved on from the weddings we talked about how we were dating now when it comes to combining finances um I know we both don't combine our finances, but what was your rationale for not combining our finances to one pot to pay our household bills? Um, our respective financial positions. Um, it didn't make sense to me to open a whole new bank account when we both had our own bank accounts. It's like, household expenses will get paid because we're both responsible people who pay our our bills when they come due. I didn't see the need for there to be like an extra pot because that to me is just like a another barrier or whatever. Yeah. It it honestly never occurred to me to combine finances in that way um I've heard of people doing like every everything that comes in goes into one pot and I've heard of people doing it that way and I've also heard of people each person keeps their own bank account and then you create a pot for household expenses kind of thing but that just seems like extra administrative work for no real reason to me um and then like i said before you 
even though you make more money than me, you have more obligations to satisfy with that money. Um, so I just have a whole lot more disposable income than you do. So by the time your monthly obligations are satisfied, then it's like, I just don't feel like I need to know that much detail into like what all of your bills are. Now I know what the household bills are. I know what my bills are. Your bills are your business. That's the way I see it. <laughs> yeah. Like it doesn't need to be that in in depth. Now you often share with me a lot of detail about your bills, primarily um, consumer and student loan debt. Those that's pretty much most of your bills. And like your progress you're making on paying those things down. But everything else, like I don't care to see what you spent on Amazon or how many honey buns you bought at the gas station. I want to talk about my honey buns. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Like that's just not necessary. I trust I trust that you are managing your money to the point where you're going to be able to contribute to our household expenses. So, and with that said, um, the way we handle our household expenses is like, I mean, I handle them. Like I'm the one who actually pays them. And then you just give me your half. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So that's when how you, we handle it. Yeah. When you remind me of what they are, you're like, oh, I just paid it. It's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, because one way or another, it's getting paid. Yeah. So, <laughs> but also, um, it's like, you know, things come due every month. So I'll tell you like how much the electric bill is or how much the water bill is. Those are really the only ones that vary because mm -hmm. the internet is pretty much the same every month. Um, so I tell you what those numbers are. And then a lot of times I will have already paid it by the time I tell you, but at least, you know, so you can kick me your half. Yeah, I'll just put it in a bag and kick it over under the table <laughs> at dinner. Yes, that's exactly how it goes. Yes, money bags. Where the money was at? With a, <laughs> with a dollar <laughs> outside. Yes. <laughs> and um, yeah, because that's interesting. Um, and for a lot of people that are going through... I think marriage counseling, I think most of the marriage counselors will say, you need to start saying we, and it comes to finances, or we do this together. This is our uh, debt and so forth. Um, but I think for us, and for me personally, I just feel as though I came into this relationship with the debt. I can handle it because I don't want it to be a burden on you as well. Um, some, I mean, we could look at it. Yes, it is a burden to you too, but not really uh, to some, some to some degree because yes, it is affecting me in some fashion, 
but I'm taking ownership of what I've done and what I've accumulated prior to us getting together. So, and I, I just take full responsibility. So that's the re- one of the reasons why, like, I still keep your breast on paying my debts. It actually feels good to pay my debts off. I enjoy yeah, I'm sure money. it does. Yeah. And if I, if I had the, if I had student loans or like a lot of consumer debt, I probably, I would definitely take the same approach. You, you didn't help me run it up. So why should you help me pay it off? I mean, some people have it like that, but I mean, if I, if I had it like that, I would totally pay off your debts. Like if I just had the amount of your student loans laying around, not doing anything, I would definitely contribute to paying down your debt or just paying it off completely. But most people, including me, do not have it like that. So barring a a lottery win, then I know, right? <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's, this, this is how we are handling it. Yeah, and and for the most part, if anything new that arises uh, for the household and stuff like that, we both pitch in together. So it's not like a a one off or one sided right. deal anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so for the future for ourselves, baby, where do you see us in five years? Well, where do you see yourself first in five years? Financially? Sure. Are you sure or just yes, in general? Yes, um, five years and financially. And then you can throw in general if you want to. So we can look back at this in five years. Um, in five years financially... I want to become a more aggressive investor. Um, I haven't really started that process yet because I'm still in the, I still have savings goals that I would like to meet. Um, And I also have things that I want to do with my money before I I begin to invest. Like, for example, I would like, to have some renovations done on the house. Um, But once my savings goals are met and once those things are done, then I would like to start investing more. Um, Probably in the stock market. Um, I never really was interested in being like Mr. Moneybags on Monopoly and just having properties just because it seems like more effort than I'm willing to put in for for just the purposes of building wealth. I would rather, I mean, because to me, like your house is like, it's, it's where you live. So I, I have a I have a house, I have a place to live. And so that's really the only dwelling that I'm interested in maintaining. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, a little more stock market investing. Um and what's your savings goal anyway? 
my savings goal right now is to have one year of my gross salary saved liquid. So nice. that's not in, that's not including any retirement accounts or anything like that that I have on the side, like just in my various bank accounts, I would like to have one full year of my gross salary saved. And that goal was born out of the realization that I was already pretty close to having one year of my net salary saved, or I think I had actually already um, reached that milestone. And I was like, well, why don't I just make it my gross salary? So I'm about two months away from meeting that goal. Congrats. Thank you. Um, So that's my, that's my like immediate financial goal. And yeah, then after that, I'll see about the house stuff. Okay. Well, for myself in five years, I see that uh, I have my student loans paid off, finally. And hopefully, um, I mean, that's that's been my only financial goal, really, is to pay that off. And then, oh, and then finally have at least two rental properties, um, condos, and actually fully paid off condos in five years. So that's my goal. Cool. Nice. Anything else you want to have uh, say for our listeners before we go on to the last segment of the show? Um, no, but I think our, I think our way works for us. I guess I feel the need to add a disclaimer. Yes. (laughs) Like this is just, this is how we do things. We are not saying that one way, the way we do it is better or that the way someone else does it is worse. This is just how we do it yeah and i think i would like to leave is that uh since we don't plan on having kids um this is the lifestyle that we chose to do without kids and so looking at it from planting a seed like this is us planting a mental seed of how we do things and the strategies that we've used to get us this far and if you are a person that's in that same round, uh, following our strategies can kind of get you to, to the same exact results of where we're at when it comes to to that thing. So, um, and that's all. So we just get a wide range of different people's perspective um, when it comes to finances and how you live your lifestyle. Um, so that's all I want to say. Is that how you want to leave it? It seems like you just opened a whole new can of worms or started a whole new topic with the kids thing. Is that is that going to be part part three of my visit <laughs> on your podcast? <laughs> sure, that'll be part three because we we talked a lot about us um, as a as a unit together 
and maybe we can probably talk about the kid stuff later yeah yeah all right so i mean unless you want to skip the four questions start talking about kids no we can do the four questions all righty so what does wealth mean to you my answer has not changed from the last time uh but financially wealth means you are not actively working to maintain your lifestyle so that means that you somehow have enough money to do what you need to do to pay for food, shelter, transportation, clothing, et cetera, et cetera. But you're not dependent. You're not looking for your next paycheck to do that. That's what wealth means to me financially. In a broader sense, wealth is your quality of life and the quality and that includes the quality of people in your life the quality of your health the quality of um your sleep and your emotional well-being what is your favorite financial book or non-financial book I can't say I have a favorite financial book. So non-financial, I have so many. I guess it's probably, The Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis. That's not the seven books, Mm -hmm. but it's all one story. I've read that a lot. And I actually plan to read it again. (laughs) Was this something, a gift that your husband gave you? Yes, it is. (laughs) He got me the Chronicles of Narnia. He also got me the entire Harry Potter set. The collector's edition. Which is a very heavy set of books. Chronicles of Narnia is much smaller. Um, but yeah, that's probably my favorite. My favorite genre of book is probably fiction anyway. Okay. So. What was your worst job? My worst job was probably my first one. Um, I was 14 and I was going to ninth grade. I was starting high school after this particular summer job. And I was basically an office assistant at a nonprofit in Northwest DC, like around by DuPont Circle is where they were before. And it's not terrible. It's not like I was doing manual labor, but I was so, I was very shy. I was not used to talking to strangers. I would rather not talk to strangers actually. Um, when I was that young and my job was to answer the phones and basically do everything that needed doing around the office, like all the little tasks, all the admin tasks. And pretty much my task for the summer 
was um, starting this nonprofit's database. And so I just had this stack of business cards and all I did was just sit in access and type the information from the business cards into, into access. That's all I did all summer. <laughs> and I think, so when I, yeah, so this was 1999 and I was making minimum wage, which was a lot of money to me at the time. I can't remember. I think minimum wage at the time might've been 650 an hour. Actually, maybe it was less than that. 525 maybe it was 525 yeah so i was making minimum wage i think i was working i don't i wasn't working 40 hours a week i think i might have been working like 32 maybe something like that and yeah just entering business cards entering business cards and answering the phones which as i said was terrifying for me at the time um having to get copies made things like that what is your favorite pastry last time i said it was apple pie and this time i think it's still apple pie (laughs) awesome well thank you baby for your time it was a pleasure having you back on the show Thanks for inviting me back. You're welcome. And now I guess we can have some breakfast. Yep. Right. (laughs) All right, everybody. Again, my name is Anthony, and this is the About That Wallet Podcast. Well, that concludes this episode of About That Wallet. I hope this topic was helpful. If you want to get the latest episodes, please subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it. Remember, it is your duty to know about that wallet. Take care. Be safe. I'm out. Peace. Peace.